Good morning again. It is great to be here. It's good to see each of you. And just uh, worship in this beautiful sanctuary. We're working. Okay. <laughs> All right. It is, uh, again, just an awesome morning to be here. Uh, I missed you all last week. Again, I'm not used to being down. I'm not used to having a chauffeur. But I appreciate her. She's done a good job. I've uh, realized she's a really good driver. And when I'm riding with her, I don't need to leave near as early as I used to. She, uh, she gets here and other places a little quicker than I normally do. Can everybody hear me? I think we have a little problem with the mic, but uh, the box. Oh, whoa! I am coming through there. Okay, okay, all right. Anyway, I will speak as loud as I can. And maybe that'll be fixed here in just a second. But again, I do appreciate and covet each of your prayers. Um, but it is wonderful to be back. Uh, this morning, we're going to talk about a humble servant and fierce joy. Humble servant and fierce joy. We talk about Mary. Talk about who Mary is. I'm going to start. Um, by reading scripture, I'm going to read Luke 1, verses 46 to 55. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now... Now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him. For generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for this scripture, Lord. Just thank you for your humble servants. Lord, I pray this morning as we study this scripture, Lord, that your words flow through me. That those here and those listening online, Lord, that they receive your message. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Who is Mary? Who is Mary? You see, we know that Mary is the mother of Jesus. But why did God choose her to be the mother of his son? 
The story is foretold in the seventh chapter of Isaiah. But who is Mary? And what this morning can we learn from her? You see, I think to find the answers to all of these things, we need to look in one place. Her words, the scripture we just read, are her own words. As we study her words, we're going to find out that she is wonderful and she is obedient. She's a servant who is fully human and fully in love with God. You see, there's three parts of this scripture of the Song of Mary that we're going to consider while we're trying to answer some questions. First is God's grace towards her. And God's reversal of the ways and views of the world. We're also going to talk about how God remembers and is faithful to his chosen servants. Again, Mary is fully human and fully in love with God. You see, God loves and appreciates humble servants. In verses 46 to 49, Mary tells us what God has done for her. You see, however, rather than drawing attention to herself, she solely focuses on the character of God and who he is and how he honors the humble servant. You see, Mary praises her God. She points out five characteristics to his person and his power. She points out his greatness, his kindness, his goodness, his awesomeness, and his holiness. We see God in his greatness. In verse 46, it literally says that he's magnified. And she says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Emphasis fell on magnifying and glorifying. You see, she made it about God. She made this scripture, this message about her Lord and Savior, not about herself. Sometimes we find it easy to focus on ourselves. Sometimes we find it easy to look inward when we should be looking outward. Everything we have that's good comes from God. You see, we see God in his greatness. Again, it says to magnify. Each day, what I hope you see when you look at me is less of me and more of him. Every day that I live, I want to see less of space and more of grace. John 3.30 reminds us of that. He must become greater. I must become less. You see, that's what Mary does right here. When she's telling her story, she tells about her Lord and Savior. She tells about the Father and his greatness. You see, we see God in his kingdom. Verse 48, Mary explains that God is great, but he's also kind. She explains, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. 
You see, we take notice of the lowly and humble estate of his servant. You see, God owes her nothing. She owes him everything. I can also say God owes us nothing. But we owe him everything. Again, everything that's good, everything that's good in our lives comes from him. You see, he didn't need Mary, but he chose her. He chose her. Sometimes we get things backwards and we think that God needs us. We need him. Yeah, we're called to do things. And God uses us when we're obedient. But we need God. In our obedience, we need God. We also see God in his goodness. Verse 48 demonstrates that God is great, but he's also good. Despite Mary's nobody from nowhere status, all generations will call her blessed. She will be honored because of the greatness, the kindness, and the goodness of God. We also see God in his awesomeness. Verse 49 explains that our God is the God who does great and powerful things. You see, Mary had, had experienced up close and personal the touch of the power of God. That's why she's able to pin these words. That's why she's able to sing this song with joy. Is because she's been touched by the Savior. She's felt that power. This morning, do you feel the power of God? Have you been touched by the Savior? That's the question we need to be asking ourselves. We need that touch of power. You see, God had conceived her in the womb in the seed of Abraham, excuse me, in the seed of Abraham. The line, she had conceived in her womb the seed of Abraham, the line of the tribe of Judah, the prophet greater than Moses, the son of David, the virgin-born Messiah, the suffering servant of the Lord. You see, only an awesome God could do all of this. And his and this God, the God that we serve, the God that Mary served, is who's in control of everything. Have you felt this fierce joy that Mary felt when God chose her? You see, we see God in his holiness. You see, we see God in his greatness. We see God in his kindness. We see that God's good. We see that God is awesome. But God is also holy. This is another characteristic of God that Mary magnifies. We see his essence. He is the separate one. He's the morally perfect one. He's the righteous and just. Only our God is worthy of worship. Only God is worthy of our service. All that we're doing should be to become more like Jesus. We should be obedient. We should be filled with joy. Again, not because of anything great that we can do or of anything that we've done. It's because we serve an awesome and great God.
You see, God also reverses the standards of the world. Sometimes we flip things around backwards in the world. You see, but God looks at the heart, not the outward appearance. God sees our hearts. He can use people that the world may see as lowly. You see, he has mercy. He has compassion. And his love flows through him. His mercy is never ending. His grace goes on from generation to generation. His mercy and grace have no limitations in time, and it's not restricted by space. God loves you. God loves you. When you mess up, God loves you. When you do things perfectly, God loves you. But when you mess up, God loves you. That's the thing. We serve a perfect God. And we can do some mighty things through him, but we're not perfect. We're going to mess up. God loves us anyway. God loves us no matter what. See, God honors the humble. That's what verses 15 and 51 tells us. He looks on the heart. Again, not an outward appearance. You see, God helps the helpless. You see, that's another reversal of standards of the world, is God helps the helpless. God has not put that, or excuse me, God lifts up the lowly and sometimes puts down the mighty from their thrones. He exalts the lowly. You see, God takes down a Saul and raises up a David. God takes down a Nebuchadnezzar and raises up a Daniel. God takes down an Alexander, a Herod, an Aero, a Napoleon, and a Hitler, and a Stalin, a Lenin, a Hussein. And he raises up a Peter, a Paul, a John, a Whitfield, a Clark, a Bogan, a Peterson. God has blessed us, not because of anything that we have done for ourselves, because he can use us in mighty ways, because he's that powerful. He can take a humble servant with imperfect qualities and do some perfect ministry. That's, who, that's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. You see, God remembers his chosen servants. Verse 54 assures us that God has helped his people. Still helping his people. And he blesses her. You see, God will always keep his promises. God helps his people and keeps his word. God's promises are perfect. And they last forever. They last forever. You see, God spoke to our fathers. He spoke to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He gave them his word. And his word to them and their descendants is again forever. It's for eternity. What God says he will do, what God says he does, what he promises, you can count on it. Talking. I told you we're going to answer some questions about who Mary is. If you noticed, this whole message 
has been about the characteristics of God. The whole message of Mary's song is about her father. It's not about her. Again, she does not put the emphasis on her. It's the, attribute, the attributes of God. And you know what? It's the way that it should be. You see, as we look at the words of Mary's song, we realize that she knew it wasn't about her. It's about him. As I studied this, this morning, and last night when I did my final preparations, I started thinking, as I studied about who Mary is, and I realized that all the focus is on God. A hundred years from now, when people may or may not remember me, but if they do, I hope what they see in me is the characteristics of God, not of me. I hope they see somebody who was humble. Someone who shared joy. Someone who gave hope. Not because of me, but because I introduced them to a Lord that's greater than we can even imagine. I hope they remember me because of the love I showed. The grace I showed. And again, none of those things come from me. Again, I'm human. I mess up. But I'm ready to serve. I am so ready to serve. I'm ready to show the love and grace that Jesus has shown me. The mercy that he's shown me. Again, I'm imperfect. But I'm ready to put my faith in him. Are you ready to serve? Are you ready to show the love, grace, mercy, the hope that only comes through Jesus Christ to everybody you meet? Again, that joy, that peace, that love, that hope only comes through one source, and that's through a relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you ready to tell people about Jesus? just want you to remember that I love you, and God loves us more than we can even imagine. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, again, just for allowing us to be here, Lord. Thank you for Mary. Lord, thank you for your humble servant. Lord, I just pray that... Uh, this morning, that we submit to you, Lord, that we are willing to serve. We're willing to be humble, Lord. And we're willing to, to listen to you, Lord, and to be in your service in all that we do. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for sending us a perfect Savior. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here, anyone listening online, Lord, that does not know you, it does not have that relationship with you, Lord. I pray this morning they feel that powerful touch. In Jesus' name, amen.